Welcome to Balance Health Now podcast. I had so many chronic health conditions and no one could figure them out. I kept getting told, there's nothing wrong with you. And here's the thing, my labs would always, always come back normal. But I felt horrible. Being so frustrated with not getting answers or solutions, I decided it's time to take back my health. I'm Sydney Torres, a certified functional blood work specialist and certified functional nutrition practitioner. My passion is helping those with unresolved chronic health issues use their normal labs as their own personal roadmap to go from unhealthy to healthy. I don't use labs to diagnose, treat, cure any conditions or disease. I look at labs from a functional point of view. On this podcast, you'll discover what those normal labs really mean. And I also bring on other holistic practitioners and we talk all things health and wellness from A to Z. Discover which healing modality is best for you. I release new episodes every Wednesday. Hope to see you inside. If we don't have our health, then what do we have? This podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure any medical condition. This podcast is intended for educational purposes. If you need medical attention, please seek your practitioner. Hello and welcome to another episode. Today I have a very special guest, Dr. Rosemary S.A. Logue. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you for having me here. I just want to say thank you so much. I know you're a doctor, you um, have a lot of patients, but just taking the time out of your schedule to um, have this conversation um, today, I just am so appreciative. And today's topic is going to be a really great topic because we are going to be discussing how to advocate for your health and wellness from a doctor's point of view. So I'm like really excited just to um, to speak to you and hear it, you know, like to hear what you see every day working with your patients. But before we get started, I just want to ask you, what made you want to become a doctor? Yes, it's a very important question, the why. Um, So I wanted to become, to be a doctor since I was maybe six years old. Um, apparently excited by watching TV of all things. Um, but I was watching TV and in the in the episode I was watching, a man died. And so I was asking my parents, hey, where's the doctor? Where's the doctor to save this person? And they told me that um, this person didn't have a doctor because they were poor. And so I, at that point, I proclaimed, well, I'm going to become a doctor so I can heal that person. So <laughs> that's how it started. And then from that, from being part of Red Claw, uh, Red Claw Society in my native country of Nigeria and just different experiences, I, the dream became reality. But the passion is still the same to, to heal people. You know what that, I mean, I love asking this question and I just love, because there's always like in everybody's stories, there's always like that one moment that kind of happens in our lives that, you know, just sticks with us and it just makes us so passionate and it helps us do what we do, like serve our purpose in life. And I think that's so good um, that, you know, like from six years, 
Six years old. Wow. That's amazing. Cause I know like, as a, like there's so many kids out there, they're like, Oh, I want to be this. I want to be that. But you know, like they never actually do it, but just the passion must've been so strong within you that that's so great. And I'm so glad that you're able to be a service, you know, just to humanity. I just, it's just such a beautiful thing. So I just want to start off by, I guess, talking about, um, health and wellness and just really kind of like pick your brain. And I just want to learn about more like what you see from your point of view, like from being a doctor. So if I guess like my first question is just kind of like from my personal experience and just my experience, like with families and friends and even my clients, a lot of times they'll go to the doctor and they'll say, hi, doctor, I'm suffering from symptom or condition X, Y, and Z. And most of the time, what I hear is they're just quickly um, either dismissed, they're not taken seriously, they're given medication, and they're not given any real guidance for like how to resolve the their symptoms or condition. So if you could kind of, I guess, talk about how most um, physicians focus on that disease care model. Right. So I, I think to answer that question, it's important to understand that, you know, when it comes to the patient and physician relationship, there's a third party. And that third party is society in the uh, form of government, insurance companies, and all of this. Um, and so from the physician standpoint, um, a lot of physicians are aware of the reality that they just don't have enough time to spend with patients. And that problem is becoming more and more uh, prevalent. So a typical doctor has about 20 to 30 patients at least on their list within an eight hour period. So some of those patients are gonna be maybe a cold, but some are gonna be 90 something year old uh, people who have many medical history and they need more attention, but the schedule does not allow for the fact that each patient is going to need a different amount of time, a different amount of investment. Everybody gets the same time slot. Um, and so, you know, physicians are being compensated based on how quote unquote productive they are. In other words, how many patients can they see? Um, sometimes they're being quality of care. And, you know, there's a lot of things that they're being judged by. Um, and one of them is, unfortunately, also how many patients are they able to see um, and then how many, um, quote unquote, quality metrics have they accomplished for this particular patient. So the patient is coming in with their particular agenda for their health, but the physician is also forced to have their own agenda. Some of these are good, like, you know, if a patient has diabetes, make sure that they don't have, they don't have these and these complications, but it becomes sort of like, okay, I know you're here, but I also need to make sure I check off these boxes that I need to check off to show that I'm giving you quality care, <laughs> you know, and the patient gets lost in that. Um, so from the physician point of view, it it is almost a necessity that you have to see patients with just a few minutes and cram all of their care in that time. And so you do more frequent visits as a way to sort of address all of the different issues instead of addressing them at one time. Um, 
you know, but a lot of physicians are aware and a lot of physicians actually have no control. You know, you would think the physician who has the license is the one making the decision, but they're not. They have somebody who's determining their schedule, somebody who's determining their goals, what they can do, who they can do it with, whether they can have this medical assistant or this nurse. So there, there's a third party in that relationship. Um, there's really the person controlling a lot of what patients see. You know what? That's interesting. Uh, you know, I, I was unaware of, you know, I didn't realize like as a doctor, like I think, or it used until you just said it, I thought that you guys kind of like had like more control. So with that third party, is there any way where you're like, how would you just as a doctor kind of, is there any way to kind of like replace that third party or have that third party you talk to that third party and say, Hey, you know what? I really want to spend a little bit more time with my patients to give them the care and the attention that I need. Like, how would you navigate that? Right. So there are different ways. Uh, if, if you're an employed physician, uh, which most physicians are, um, one way is to say, Hey, I know you'd like for me to see a patient in 15 minutes. Uh, I can't do that because of the type of patient that I have and the type of care I wanna provide. So I'm gonna see them in 20 minutes. So your your visit uh, schedule is longer, which means less pay for you and all of that. But that's one of the ways is that, and even that you still, you get, you don't have, you can't prolong it too much, but yeah. So one way is to negotiate for them to prolong um, the, the time that each patient has, knowing that that affects you in other ways. Um, the other, um, is to join, there are some organizations that are realizing just a disconnect um, between the time that the physician needs to uh, give a patient and the time they're actually getting and the effect that has on quality care. So there are some organizations that are actually trying to give physicians more time. And so they intentionally make the schedule um, longer. So 30 minutes, um, you know, for a follow-up or an hour. Um, these are usually practices that focus on um, uh, geriatric population, those over 65, because they understand that they do need that time. You cannot provide quality care without quality time. Um, the other option is to start your own practice, which is what I eventually started doing. When you start your own practice, you are the boss. And so you get to have more of that control that I think physicians have been denied. Yeah. And, you know, you know, I think, you know, like being a health coach myself, you know, I, I see the disconnect so much between like the doctors and the patient. And that's why, you know, like I love health coaching and health coaches. And I really think, and I'll be glad when, you know, like the insurance companies and like the higher ups that do make all like those decisions. I really think like for every doctor there, they need to have like a team of health coaches because, you know, like as coaches, we do have the time to uh, talk to the patient. Hey, how's your sleep? How's your right. work life? How's right. um, your relationships? And we just have like, like I said, the time to really dig in there. And then we're, we're being supported too by the doctor. So I just think that would just right. be such a beautiful relationship, health coaching and, you know, like the doctors, but like you said, they're slowly starting to realize, you know what, hey, you know, these doctors really do need more support. Right. And I absolutely agree. I think health coaching, incorporating that into a routine practice 
you know, supports the idea that health is important. Health is not just focusing on the disease, it's trying to prevent the disease as much as possible and managing uh, any complications. And so in terms of health coaching, I love that idea because one of it is that it, it can be virtual. The patient does not have to leave their home to come for another visit. You know, they can interact with the health coach even as often as they want to, you know, without, you know, once again, the care, I think that's actually a brilliant idea. Um, and we do do some of that in a patient who is newly diagnosed with diabetes. We have a diabetes educator, but why just diabetes? We can do that with, you know, uh, wellness, right? Even for somebody who is well, right? We're saying they have no diseases. We see them back in one year, but a year is a long time to wait to get that checkup. Whereas you can have somebody just check in and say, hey, we're just making sure that, you know, how are you doing? How are you doing the exercising and those things? So yes. Right. So one of my next question is if you can just talk about how health is just not a physical thing. Um, It, it goes beyond just physical health. And I just kind of like want to hear your your opinion and your thoughts on when you're with your patients, how you take them beyond just like the physical. Right. Um, so health is multidimensional. We tend to focus uh, in medicine on just a physical aspect. But a patient who comes into my office, there's the emotional component of whatever is going on in their life you know, in addition to why they're coming to see me, there's a physical component of the actual symptom that they're having. Um, there's a mental component of their thoughts about this visit, what's going on in their life. There's the spiritual aspect of that. And then there's the environmental aspect, right? Even as, as, as simple as a patient, for example, who's overweight, right? Coming into an office that is not designed, you know, for them, there's not enough space. That person their physical environment is already affecting their health for this visit because there's another reminder saying, hey, you know, you know, I'm not being taken into account in this physical environment. And then there's the emotional part of what that makes them feel probably sad. Like, you know, you don't have a scale that's going to fit, you know, I'm going to be able to step on and I'm here, you know, to talk about my health. And then there's a mental component of just thoughts about what that means, right? So a person who comes in with a symptom is more than just that physical aspect that we as physicians interact with. We have to acknowledge those other aspects. And when we're able to do that, we are providing very good care. We're healing the individual, right? There's treating their disorder or whatever they may have, but then there's healing the person, um, especially now where sometimes we don't have a treatment that works or the treatment that we have is just not tolerable for that particular uh, person. So then what is our job done? Cause we don't have medicine, <laughs> you know, to give you no, right. The, the physician is still the healer and the healing comes by engaging with those other dimensions of health, the emotional, the mental, the spiritual. Yeah. Could you talk, could you kind of like go a little bit deeper into kind of like the spiritual aspect of it, like how you approach it with your patients? Yes. So um, in terms of the spiritual aspect, some patients are religious and some are not religious. It's not about what religion do you have, even if you're an atheist, right? you have a sense of purpose, right? Spirituality can be even just that sense of your purpose, whatever that is for you. And so with my patients, one of the things I will ask them to sort of see where they are is say, are you 
are you are you spiritual? Do you have any spiritual beliefs? And that's just a segue for me to know, hey, can I engage you with with you in this way? Is it something that you are interested in pursuing? Because some are not. And if they are, then I know that's that's an avenue that I can walk in. So for example, somebody who tells me, yes, you know, I pray, I'm a Christian. When we're done having that conversation, especially if it's a challenging conversation, we say, hey, can I pray with you at this moment? And in that moment, we stop and we pray. And that's very important. And that's bringing a higher power, right? The great healer to say, hey, come in, <laughs> come and do something right here in this situation. Yeah, I think that's just amazing how you you approach everything and you you talk to them, you communicate with your patients like so well and you ask them. And I think that's that's something that, you know, that that people need, like when they go in to see their physician, because you're not feeling your best, you're feeling horrible. And like you you just want someone to help you and you know, you just want to feel a hundred percent supported by your healthcare team. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. So my question, another question I have that I'd like to ask you is for the listeners, if they are working with a physician where they're just kind of just getting blown off all the time, what, what are some of the things like you would suggest we can look for, like how to pick out a doctor that you're going to feel comfortable with and that cares for you? Like you could just talk about maybe like one or two things um, that you personally would recommend. Mm -hmm. Right. So in terms of trying to find a good physician, uh, depending on what you're looking for, I think it's important to look them up. You know, I'm a big fan of looking up the person. Now, you know, not everything that people say um, online or those sites are accurate, but it gives you at least an idea. And it's not so much the star rating, but what are the comments? What are the specific comments that people are making, right? Because some comments, uh, you may have a lot of comments that talk about the staff, but not a whole lot about the actual physician. Or you may have some that tell you, you know, this person is very caring, they listen well, right? You want to listen for those things that you're for right and so i think that's one way to start so healthgrace.com is a, a good website to go you can type in the physician name and kind of see what comments people are making um the other is to call the staff and find out you can ask you know how much time is you know is my typically allotted for my patient visit so that you know how much time you have uh, within that healthcare system and then the other is you know go and go see the doctor Go doctor shopping, not in the sense of hopping, but in the sense of you're trying to find that connection with the person who understands you and therefore can be your advocate. And so when you go to a physician, it's not a done deal just because you went that this is now your doctor. Go in there with the understanding that I am I am checking you out to see if you're good for me. <laughs> and at the end of the visit, if you don't walk out saying this person is good for me, go somewhere else. Keep looking. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's something that, you know, like I've started to do, like ever since I've entered like this health and wellness space, that's what I do. I, I research, you know, like my, my physician, I try to read all the reviews that I can. And then, you know, I, I just want to say like to everybody listening, if you don't feel comfortable with your physician, that's okay. You know, you can, you can go to somebody else. It's, it's not always like a perfect fit. And right. I just, I guess the point I'm trying to make is it's, it's okay if it's not a perfect fit. Like right. don't, 
be hard on yourself or don't feel like you're some sort of failure or anything. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love what you're, you're saying, Dr. Um, Rosemary is just check them out, make sure, because at the end of the day, it's like a relationship, you know, it it's, it's like we do the same thing when we date people, you, you check them out, you know, you go on a few dates. Uh, yeah, we're going to work out or you know what, we're not vibing. I'm going to, I'm going to try somebody else. So I guess if we kind of like get in that different mindset and kind of like think of it, you know, like from that um, perspective. It is a relationship. It's probably your most important, one of your most important relationship, right? This is the person who's going to help you be your best self, right? Your health is a critical component of being your best you. And so this is your, your team that's helping you to ensure that. Um, even personally, when I go, you know, to see doctors, I go undercover. I don't typically broadcast that I'm a physician because I want to see what are you doing when you don't think I know what you should be doing? Because I know what you should be doing. And so how are you interacting with me when you think I'm just, you know, a, you know, a regular patient? And I use that information. Like if you treat me well and you didn't know I'm a physician myself, then okay. And I can tell if you're doing things right. <laughs> and so I, I use that. So it's it's important. It's important to, to find that good fit. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to hear a little bit more. You said you have you have your own personal practice. So um, for those listening, if they're interested in like reaching out and they want to work with you, where is the best place um, to look for you and how to go about to like work with you? Right. So I own a practice called Beaumont Hascore Doctor. Um, it it offers a lot of services, but in terms of patients who want to reach out to me, my number uh, 409-223-7855 is one, and then or go to the website. The website has pretty much all the information that you need. Um, I have a very small panel of patients because, again, I believe in quality care, not quantity care. Um, and so... Um, I'm really invested in my patients. I take that time. I Whatever time is needed is the time I give. And that's just, so that's why I left <laughs> corporate medicine. I just, I, I need to spend that time with my patients and feel like I'm invested. And so if you're interested, you know, call and then we'll, we'll go from there. It is a membership-based practice, again, because I am not being controlled, if you will, by the insurance companies, you know, it's, we, we make that decision just on a, a month to month basis, whether or not you want to continue. Um, and then the other uh, important thing is that we, I, my practice offers a lot of other services. Again, it's about the whole person, uh, not just in terms of medication, but also non-medication ways. Like I mentioned before about the full person. And so um, for my patients who want to engage in that other side, I am a wellness coach as well, uh, because I think it's just a critical combination to have you know a coach and a doctor who are the same people <laughs> oh that is I love it I love it I love it I love it that's that's so awesome so what area are you located in like what state I'm in Texas um southeast Texas so Beaumont Texas specifically okay. so all the listeners um that are in that um that Texas area you know reach out you know I always like to say when it comes to like any health and wellness journey, I think one of the biggest things that I hear is where do I start? You know, like that's like the biggest thing. It's just getting started. And I really, I always say this, 
the best place to start is to open up that conversation. If yes. um, open up, you know, the conversation with Dr. Rosemary and see if you guys are a good fit to work together. And if, if, if you're not, then I'm sure that she can guide you to exactly where you need to be. Yeah. And I do a video visit. So if you're not in Beaumont, that's not a limitation. So. Oh, okay. So that's, that's great. I'm glad. Yeah. I should have asked you that. Yeah. So that's great. So you do virtual and you do in person. So it's like a win-win situation. Okay. Yes, perfect. And, um, one of my last, last questions is what is one thing that you would tell somebody they could do for their health? And that one thing, it could be anything. That I do for their health? No, it could just be like one thing that you would like recommend to somebody that they could do for their health. Um, it, I, I hope I'm asking this in a right way. Okay. Um, something to help promote their health. Yes. Well-being. Uh, so meditation, prayer, any of those, uh, you know, kind of mindfulness activities, I think that's important. The brain and the mind, that's the essence of who we are. It directs our heart, you know, it directs, you know, our bodies. And so I think if there's one thing you're going to do, try to engage that mental space. So whether that's meditation, whether that's praying, there's a lot of power that's in that. So. Yeah, I like that. Is there um is there anything like I didn't ask you um that you want to kind of like mention or talk about? Well, so one thing I just wanted to uh give a tip in terms of, you know, going to the doctor's um office and getting the most out of that visit. Again, from a physician's standpoint, um, I just wanted to give a tip in terms of getting the most out of that medical visit. So what I would say is come prepared. When I, what I mean by that is because you, you know, unfortunately, again, the physician time is limited. You want to make that time high yield. And so the, one of the ways to do that is one, Go and look up your symptom, not on Google, <laughs> you know, go on places like WebMD, uh, up to date for, for patients, because they focus the symptom on likely things. They describe typical symptoms. So it kind of gives you an idea of like, oh, okay, this is not, <laughs> I'm not having an aneurysm for this headache, right? It kind of helps cool some of the anxiety from not knowing. Um, and so, and it allows you to be educated by your symptom. And then the other part is when you go, you want to go with information like within that first sentence to tell them the information you already have. So for example, don't you say, oh, I'm having abdominal pain and then wait for the physician to say, when did it start? How long? Because what's happening is time versus you come in and say, hey, I'm having abdominal pain. It started three days ago. It's worse when I do this. It's better when I do this. And I haven't had any fever or anything else with it. Well, you just right then and there, you just gave the physician a list of possible things that could be going on with you. And their time is not spent trying to, you know, fish for information. And then now they can have ask you more uh, useful information because they can't ignore the information you've already shared in a way that speaks to their brain. <laughs> Does that make sense? So just it's important to come informed in that way uh, about your symptoms. And then also don't be afraid to say, you know, what do you think is going on with me? Like, ask that direct question. What do you think is wrong? What do you think is the reason for my symptoms? You know, and the answer they give you um, can be reassuring and it can also help to let you know if this is also a good 
team. Yeah, that's, I, I like that. I did um, another episode about like how to advocate for yourself. And I know um, the guest was, she was a nurse, she's a nurse. And she, um, she said the exact same thing that you did. And she's like, when you go in, you know, like keep a little log. And she's like, if you don't have time to write it on a piece of paper, she says, just get your phone and go into the notes section. And every day, just kind of like, okay, I felt like this, or this made it feel better. This made it feel worse. So you do um, go into that doctor's office prepared so you can maximize your time with your, your doctor. Yeah. That's, thank you for sharing that tip. I think that's great. And I think that's, that's very, very, very useful. Thank you. Well, so, thank you for having me here. This has been great. Yeah, I just want to say, yeah, thank you again. Um, if you want to reach out to Dr. Rosemary, all of her contact information is going to be within the show notes. So just go to the show notes, check her, check her out, and um, please reach out to Dr. Rosemary. If you don't know where to start, if you have questions, I'm sure she will be more than happy to answer. And until next time, stay well. Tired of being told your blood labs are normal, but still feeling symptomatic? Join me live every last Thursday of the month where I dive into different lab markers and teach you what those normal labs really mean. Gain insight, ask questions. Together, we can connect the missing puzzle pieces in your health story. Go to balancehealthnow.com to sign up. Oh, don't forget to bring your labs.